welcome to the Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Hi, this is Stephanie and we've also got Jenna online. Are you there, Jenna? I am. Hi. Welcome. I'm so excited about this episode on everyday detox. I know, I don't know about you, Jenna, but I'm about to start on a spring to summer cleanse. Um, And I know that you enjoy things like juicing and, you know, all the things we're going to talk about today, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy the the juicing a lot. That's been a helpful practice for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I find that most people, when we, when I work with people one-on-one, what we're ultimately working on is trying to let go of yesterday. And that's literal, you know, whether that be yesterday's meals, yesterday's toxins, yesterday's emotions, yesterday's memories, yesterday's deprecating, deprivating self-talk, you know, just whatever we need to let go of, it's, it's always of us trying to let go of yesterday. We go to sleep trying to let go of yesterday. And if we don't get enough sleep, then we're still inflamed. We're still, you know, all of those symptoms that we felt the day before. And then of course the body, it accumulates. And so we start to feel this, you know, regular decline all from not letting go of yesterday. Isn't that just a simple way of looking at it? Yeah, that's such a simple way. And I, I've loved over the years, you know, working with, you know, with you at retreats and things and being able to hear how you articulate in workshops of the simplistic type of, you know, things that maybe we kind of overlook, we could possibly, you know, because oftentimes even um, it's just not talked about, or it will just be kind of something you don't even look at, but just little subtleties of the way the body is communicating. And, um, I often see students like in your workshops, you know, kind of nodding their head, like, okay, these things are happening. Maybe I need to listen. And Mm -hmm. it just empowers us to really notice that the body's pretty smart. It really knows what it's talking about. And it Mm -hmm. starts out pretty subtle, you know, gives us a little like kind of whisper and, um, to kind of give us encouragement to say, Hey, maybe we need to change something up or let something go. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the body is, like you said, it, it's sometimes whispering its symptoms and sometimes it's screaming our, the symptoms. And for most people, it is speaking in a foreign language. <laughs> and so they need, you know, like body translation. And, and, um, and that's what we're here for with this podcast is to kind of help, you know, decipher what the mirror is saying and help turn it back and help to really investigate what the body is saying, because there are several pathways of elimination that the body uses as channels to let go of yesterday, the skin, sweating, things like that. Um, and the lungs through respiration, the lymphatic system, the kidneys and the bowels, and we have to support all of them. And, and even, 
And if we stop supporting just one of them, the other one starts to take up the slack. So for example, skin related symptoms are the skin is the largest organ on the body and it's the third kidney essentially. And if we are not supporting all of these pathways of detoxification, the skin is often something that starts to really show up first, whether that be through acne, just uh, less vibrancy, dull colors, bad body odor through sweat coming from the skin, um, skin rashes, eczema, you know, all of these different skin symptoms because it's the biggest way for the toxins inside the body to get out <laughs> is expressing itself through the skin. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of people aren't walking around doing pranayama breathing exercises. The lungs are another amazing way. And you talk about, you know, when you, when you lead in a class and you're doing like some Kundalini work or just the breath work and pranayama and we're really getting things going. I've heard you give warnings before, like, you know, you might feel a little bit light, you know, you might, you might need to ground a little bit because now these toxins that you have just circulated through breath work now might start to circulate. And then lymph, lymphatic yoga, and uh, I mean, one of my favorite ones that you teach are leg up the wall, right? Yeah, exactly. I know in all these, the yoga asanas and the breath work, and it's always been this, you know, tool anciently to be a cleansing and um, kind of, you know, a well, to well maintain our body, to like learn how to get that good self-care and maintenance and Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely. It's like powerful how each of the yoga asanas, even just the movement of moving your head down and then moving back and twisting and how, you know, it's stimulating the vital organs and helping the lymphatic system. And it's just so powerful and the calming that it brings to the nervous system. But, but a mm-hmm. lot of it is for everyday regular, just kind of elimination. And, and oftentimes students are surprised at some of the detox that they kind of feel, you know, in class, mm-hmm. they, they show up clearly to feel better. They don't they realize that sometimes we have to um, clear out and detoxify before we'll actually feel, feel better. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the powerful work of, you know, the yoga asana is truly medicine to the body and, um, should be done regularly to mm-hmm. help help kind of clear out the system. And even, you know, as you are very well familiar with the, the Ayurveda science and then holistic mm-hmm. medicine and, and yoga kind of all have this similar in Chinese medicine, have this similar voice of, you know, it's powerful to let go of, um, of toxins on a regular basis, you know, whether it be, um, you know, it could be toxins from, you know, toxic relationships or, uh, mm, that's you know, a good one. Job situation, you know, we can have toxins that stress is very toxic. And um, so just noticing mm-hmm. that it comes in many different forms and emotions and because emotions mm-hmm. are great, but we can use them either to create and kind of spiral downward motion, or we can use that emotion to do its purpose. And that's to kind of um, get out of a toxic situation and um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic medicine, love how 
there's just so many tools I know that we're going to get into that help us to get rid of things on a daily basis. Yeah, because a lot of people are so accustomed to certain symptoms when they wake up that they see it now as norm, whether that be stuff in the corners of the eye, the need to clear the throat for the first half hour when you wake, the need for the steam in the shower to clear the sinuses, the idea that your skin is dry and so they put on some chemical type lotion and they keep band-aiding or basically quieting this voice that's speaking in a foreign language that you don't understand, yet the body is trying to express that, hey, something from yesterday, which is an accumulation of the days prior as well, because the body does have bioaccumulative nature. A lot of toxins are stored in fat as a result. And therefore, we also have people who are on weight loss programs without adequate detoxification. And as a result, they're metabolizing their calories and their fat cells that have stored these toxins safely in a package that was not being metabolized prior. And now that you're trying to lose weight, you're releasing all those toxins back into the body. So people lose 10 pounds and they gain 15 back as a protective mechanism from the toxins that were once stored in the system. So you know, everyday tools that you could be using. You, when people come to me and they want to start a cleanse or do a program, I, if I don't, if they're not going to work with me one-on-one, the easiest things that they can incorporate is everyday elimination and, uh, and assimilation. So having a bowel movement for every substantial meal that you eat, you know, Jenna, I, I talk to people all the time and it is very, very common Um, bowels are sometimes my introductory conversation with people. It's very, it breaks through walls. (laughs) Um, But, you know, having just one per week, sometimes having just a couple per week, as opposed to just one per day is still not quite regularity. And I think that's the biggest shock that most people have. But when you think of a breastfeeding infant and how uh, smooth running, as well as the fact they're eating a liquid diet, but uh, their, their system is very fast to the degree that you know that after eating or sometimes during eating, you're expecting a bowel movement. And that is because we have these four chambers from mouth to the other side. And as you eat a brand new source of food, it should signal that first chamber on the way down to open and move the previously partially digested food into the next chamber which should trigger the next chamber to open and the next chamber. Therefore, that last chamber, the sphincter, should be triggered to release something that was in there earlier. And if it's not, guess what you're doing? You're just packing in chamber after chamber and creating an area where you're no longer absorbing those nutrients and you're re-assimilating the toxins that leapt out from your body into the bowel for escape and hopefully they're on their way out. But your colon is that last dehydrator. It's that last chance for the body to reabsorb the water as well as some of the nutrients. And it could just get all auto intoxified all the way back in inside the system. And I don't know about you. I know you worked with a lot of kids with yoga, but when a, when a kid walks up to you and they have bad breath, the reason is, is that kid does not go to the bathroom frequently enough. That's how easily we can start to see toxins be reabsorbed due to, and the kids find this all the time, don't you, haven't you seen, you know, where a kid doesn't feel comfortable going to the bathroom outside of their home, you know, with just 
embarrassment or being around their peers or something like that. And so going to the bathroom, whatever tools you need to do, um, urination and bowel movements is a huge, huge thing for daily detoxification. Um, yeah, I like the example of the infant because that shows us like what what happens when the body's this clear vessel hasn't been, you know, loaded down with toxins, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's doing it's operating in its highest form. And so that's such a great example of mm-hmm. what should be happening. And so it's like, okay, right. there's because yoga too is a lot about like just return back to our natural original design. And I always say this to people like when they're coming into yoga, it's you know, we have this idea that we're not flexible or we're not these certain things, but really the body knows flexibility. It is, it's natural. Just simply with yoga, returning ourselves back body-wise, mentally, physically, all of it mm-hmm. back to its original design. And so that's, that's really fascinating about the right. infant. And what would you say would be probably like the quickest, um, or is there a certain remedy for mm-hmm just every day to kind of make sure things run yes. and operate smoothly. Absolutely. And so, you know, without, of course, we, we do not give any medical advice through this, but through education of understanding what the body might be lacking could help to remedy that issue. So a big issue with many people is hydration. If one would just step up their level of hydration, then their body would increase on elimination through bowel movements. A lot of people struggle with constipation or they have of irritable bowel and it, it fluctuates from diarrhea to constipation. So it's very, very important to work with somebody who can work with you privately, but hydration can help with both, believe it or not. Um, and so proper hydration, magnesium is the most deficient mineral in the standard American diet. And it's also nature's relaxant. So it can help relax the smooth muscles and actually help people to be able to not be so restricted. And, um, you know, with regards to restriction in bowels, a lot of the bowel issues that I see and elimination issues that I see, it's like a chicken and an egg scenario. Which one comes first? An inability to let go? Or is it that they can't digest the foods and therefore they're having bowel related issues? But what are the what is the colon used for but literally letting go right a letting go physically of the food and the toxins and things like that and people who have bowel related problems energetically emotionally and in their relationships they struggle with letting go as well so uh, hydration magnesium learning letting go and also realizing how difficult what's happening around us politically or or you know in the world it's difficult to digest it and therefore, we, it's, you could even just hear what I said. It's difficult to digest what's happening. And so people have digestion-related issues as well. So it's working with the way we deal with our outside surroundings, like you mentioned, toxic relationships, um, business-related encounters, the news, the media, electromagnetics, reducing our toxic load can help us to let go in, and on many different levels. Um, reducing the toxic load, one of the things that come to my mind immediately is also an antiperspirant. If we stop using the antiperspirant, we help our body let go, right? Through sweat, which is one of the best pathways for elimination. It's the biggest pathway for elimination. So it's always coming down to assimilation, digestion, and letting go. 
Um, other things are, you know, a great tea is the smooth move tea. Uh, there's also fiber capsules, depending on the person's situation. Whatever tools are needed to assure proper elimination, that is absolutely the number one step. You can't go on a liver cleanse. You can't go on a gallbladder cleanse or a kidney cleanse without first increasing your elimination. Otherwise, you're just increasing the toxic load. And lots of people just, they just hop right for something like a, you know, I'm going on a liver cleanse and, and you know, okay, well, what are you first doing before you overtoxify your liver with all the toxins that are going to be circulating? Uh, that makes so much sense. And, and one of the things that I like to do, um, even with some of the private one-on-one retreats that I've done with people is just getting them to wake up and create like a habit of just drinking a half glass of room temperature water mm-hmm. right upon waking, um, and then even with a little lemon sometimes, but what, mm-hmm. yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Get the digestion going by starting with water instead of going right for coffee. And I, and I remember too, you know, with that little bit of that, that room temperature or even that warm glass with the, with the squeeze of lemon, it, it's kind of, it blows my mind the results that I've seen with people who implement that alone, wake up, have a glass of I tea temperature water or room temperature water with a squeeze of lemon. Um, you know, not only is a great dose of vitamin C, but it's, it's really going to set the gut and the eliminative system and help with detox. The bowel movements, we, we should really be having a bowel movement within 30 minutes to two hours of waking up due to the detoxing that occurs through the night. But um, that water can sometimes be the trigger. Same thing with, a, you know, that warm shower. It's that warm water feeling of kind of just the way that a child sometimes relaxes so much in warm water that they go to the bathroom in warm water. We are still the same way. Um, and that, that absolutely really helps. And, you know, other, other tools are going to be things like rebounding, which is jumping on a small trampoline. The, it helps every single cell in the body kind of like a, like a squeegee, just squeeze out with each jump. It's like cleansing out on a cellular level. And it is even, it's great. It's a low impact exercise. Even people with prolapsed organs and difficulties with uh, joints and things like that can do rebounding. And it's incredibly detoxifying for the lymphatic system. And it's harder work than you think. Have you ever bounced on a trampoline? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite a little workout and you're right. It's, um, it feels, it's really amazing for, yeah, the lymphatic system. And I was just kind of thinking along those lines is um, why, why we do the inversion work in, in yoga or putting even simple inversions supported by uh, legs on wall pose and mm-hmm. kind of it considered like the king and the queen of the yoga postures because mm-hmm. the body is trying to find ways to eliminate and, and to drain. And so when we, you know, kind of bend our spine, all these different directions, we're helping to cleanse and drain mm-hmm. the excess pressures of the body. So mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. that stagnant energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember we, what was it? It was a retreat or yoga teacher training, I think. And, um, and we were doing energy work and moving energy around. So you can do move energy around through energy healing, through sound therapy, through exercise, through yoga, and the bottoms of their feet started to itch. And the, the, you know, these histamines start to move because they had, they had stagnant energy so that, you know, that gets things moving 
uh, dry skin brushing, uh, tongue scraping, colon hydrotherapy, whether that be a colonic or an enema, uh, non-toxic personal and household care products, making them yourself, herbal teas, vegetable broth, green juices, you know, all of these tools that one could implement on a daily basis instead of thinking that they need to go do a cleanse. It could be wake up, you know, go and tongue scrape and then, you know, go downstairs and, uh, you know, go into your kitchen and make yourself the tea temperature water or the room temperature water with the lemon. Um, then, you know, a little flow of, of a routine that, you know, you could probably teach better than I on just getting the energy moving. Like you said, even if it's legs up the wall, if, what, what sun salutations, get something moving. And um, yeah, a lot of the Kundalini breath too. I love that. Mm-hmm. And the pranayama breathing, even if we just rise and we just do pranayama breathing that day could be quite fabulous for yeah. what it's doing for the internal landscape of the mm-hmm. body. And what's an example of pranayama breathing? What would you suggest? Yeah, there's like the bellow breath. They call it uh, Mm -hmm. bati breath. But the bellow breath is kind of these quicker inhales and exhales that just kind of acts like a little pump, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it it helps to expel and release. And, um, you know, same thing with these practices of, yeah, the deep breathing, um, we underestimate that breath, but it is truly incredible what it can do. And, you mm-hmm. know, things like waking up and, you know, doing practices like the neti pot, because there's a reason for the neti pot. Um, most don't know it's uh, a yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Most think it's from Oprah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it's older than, than that. It, it goes way back. And in fact, it's a, it's a yoga principle. And often I mentioned that to yoga students and they didn't realize that it had any relationship to yoga, mm-hmm. but the re- we want to keep the, you know, the nostrils um, cleansed out of any pollens and bacteria. So that way that we can breathe in more full and more bright. Mm-hmm. And we all know what it feels like when we get that, you know, sinus or cold or whatever, and it just does not feel good to not right. to breathe in through the nose and out. Right. Yeah. yeah, especially with the Kapalabhati and the, the, you know, either or also just the bellows, the focusing on the inhale, exhale through the nose or just the exhale. And it's like a pumping action from your stomach. And it's harder work than you would think, but it's attainable by by anyone. And, uh, of course, always seeking guidance from a qualified yoga teacher to help you, and especially cases of things like blood pressure and stuff like that, as we are not going to give medical advice to the individual, but it definitely gets things moving and helps with detoxification. And I, I love that you bring that up. And so you could do that. Then you're getting ready to go in the shower. And before showering, you're doing dry skin brushing. Then maybe you're doing an oil that prior to get into the shower, whether that be sesame oil, almond oil, or coconut oil, depending on your dosha, which somebody could work with you individually. If you're an overly hot person, you might not want some of those oils and the other ones are a little more neutral. Then getting in the shower with this oil, taking your hot shower, ending it now in cold, that's going to help stimulate the lymphatic system. So now before you've even gotten dressed for work, you have done several supportive things that are very easy to support your detox pathways in ways that are hard to believe. 
then you get ready for work. And instead of putting toxins on your skin, like, you know, lotions that, that have chemicals you can't even understand, um, your body that's going right to your bloodstream, lessen your toxic load, lessen the toxins of yesterday. Don't put on antiperspirant, use a deodorant or um, work on what you're eating so that you're not, you know, you don't have a bad odor because we really aren't meant to be odiferous all the time. Um, and then, you know, getting dressed and going about the day, eating, eating, warming, stimulating foods, exercise, going to bed at a decent hour, only eating during the eight to 12 most active hours of your day and leaving at least 12 hours in the night between food intake uh, to help the body detox. It takes at least eight hours before the body really gets prepared for a heavy detox. And then it takes about four hours at least for the body to really go through it. So that's a good 12 hour window that you want to give your digestive system a break. Uh, I know that we're running out of time. There's so much information on detox and elimination, you know, through workshops at Dharma Yoga, through our retreats and through more podcasts. We hope that you'll listen in and we can support you more on these tools for self-reflection for things like detoxification and everyday balanced living. Do you have anything else to say, to add to that, Jenna? Yeah, no, that's um, like such a great way to put it all in a nutshell. And then it, we only scratched the surface really, but powerful tools just right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We are at the selfstudyproject.com and we absolutely value our listeners. Thank you for listening to The Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Subjects cover holistic health, nutrition, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, parenting, relationships, conscious living, sustainable practices, and so much more. At no time does this podcast offer medical advice and is for educational purposes only. It remains your decision to pursue any information and do not hold your hosts or their guests liable. More information available at theselfstudyproject.com. Mm -hmm.